Cream City. Cream City. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, Friday, February 28th. I'm J.E. Skeets. Alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Morning, everybody. Morning, Tassie. we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey Ayo. And last but not least today, making the magic happen, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. No international man of mystery today. Lee says he's still feeling like ass. <laughs> and is a DMP. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah, he was struggling yesterday with his vocal cords. Sounded nuts. People were like, who is on the podcast? People thought it was a guest. Somebody thought it was old Atos. <laughs> Stop by. Um, but I will say, I am a little skeptical about his illness. And here's why. Lady Gaga dropped a new music video today <laughs> called Stupid Love. Going back to her roots. Her Lady Gaga roots. Mm, she's uh, not Joanne anymore. No, so I'm thinking, you know, maybe Lily's just at home watching that on repeat. Uh. <laughs> just throwing it out there. He's a monster. He's a little monster. We all know that. Uh, hopefully he feels better and we'll get him back here on Monday. Guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. Keep those cues coming. And look, this is the worst kept secret going right now, so let's just get it out there. We started posting the daily podcasts to YouTube. JD killing the game already. The first week here of trying to get the daily show at least up to YouTube. And uh, people are seem to be enjoying it. People that have found it. Yeah. How are you it, feeling about it? Uh, I'm tired. To be honest, it's a lot of work. It's for a you. lot of work, but that's that's worth it. It's worth it. People are happy, and that's the main thing. So search for us, No Dunks Inc. It's on YouTube, yeah. and uh, subscribe obviously, and comment if you can, and like it if you can, and share it if you can. If you want to see our faces, um, you know, you need to see Lee's face. Make sure it isn't old eight toes. You know, that's right. You can actually see that it was Lee with that crazy voice yesterday. But you're doing a great job in all uh, yeah, sincerity you. there, thank JD. you. And if you're listening to the podcast, you can also just. Watch it again. I mean, I've seen people say, well, I I listen, so why would I watch? To see us. Sure. I mean, at the very least, here's what I would do. If you you pick one or the other, you want to listen to it or you want to watch it, subscribe to both. Right. Help your boys out. Exactly. Help those numbers out. Mm -hmm. Just, just, you know, at least subscribe, even if you're only consuming it uh, one medium over the other. But you're right. Watch watch one and listen to one. Why not? Gets better. Yeah. Download Podbean. Listen to it there, too. Listen to your (laughs) podcast in multiple places. You'll catch all of the intricacies. And then once you watch the video, you'll see the interplay between us. Right. And and when you're listening, too, maybe listen on normal speed, then speed it up. See how it plays (laughs) on one and a half, then slow it down. See how it plays so we sound super drunk. Give it all a go. Uh, all right, we got a fun drop here today. We got worst of the week, as always on a Friday. Uh, it's kind of best of the week, but Ooh. We'll, 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 be, we'll get there when okay. we get there. Tessie, you got to give me a heads up. I, I don't have the sting ready. Oh, my goodness. You'll get it ready. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> think I will. Uh, JD, you are going to fire the pun gun. Yes. All right. Uh, I've got tweet of the night. But we start today's drop with a little Is This News? Our first headline, ESPN. Shoulder injury to keep Joel Embiid out at least one week. Is this news? I think it's good news. Yeah. It's nothing too serious. That's no, great no news. No structural damage. Yeah. And they're about to go on a trip for a week anyways. So I don't think it's really that big a coincidence that they say, hey, Joel, don't get on the flights. Just chill out. See you when we get back. Yeah. And they've lost seven in a row on the road. What's crazy is that this is a dumb statement, but I don't think him being in the lineup would probably affect their win total in, on this trip. Or, or it, it's, it's just wow. they're playing both L.A. teams. I don't think they're winning those on the road. They've just lost seven in a row on the You're road. Right. Yeah. And then they got Sacramento and Golden State. I know it sounds stupid, but... That's the way it is right now with right. the Philadelphia 76ers. What are you thinking? One and three is a good trip? Two and two is a great trip? Two and two would be a great trip mm-hmm. for them without, without their stars. Both Joel Embiid and, of course, Ben Simmons still out with the back injury. Yeah, and uh, Sacramento will get to them and what they did on, on Thursday night against OKC. But they're going to be a desperate team playing on that uh, that third game of the trip. So I think they'll go one and three, and I think no matter what, that would be the case. And then you get Tobias Clear. Harris, Al Horford, and... Even Josh Richardson getting into those bigger roles we talked about. Maybe that's good for them going into the playoffs. Maybe. And the worrisome part is Joel Embiid, is he going to stay in shape hanging out in Philly hmm. and not running up and down the floor? That's the worrisome part. And 
I think that's been a worry all season long with Joel Embiid. Is he in the tippiest, toppiest shape of, of all? I do not think so. Well, last night, the Sixers, they sort of had to work a little harder than maybe expected. They were playing the Knicks. They got the W, but you said it. Tobias Harris in the lead role as your go-to scorer. He went for 34 points. Great game from him. Horford contributing, uh, you know, all around. Got the win. They got it done. Knicks had it within five like, with a couple mm-hmm. minutes to go. It was getting a little dicey there, but then you had consecutive threes from one from Harris. And Shake Milton, who couldn't miss a three uh, in last night's game, gave Philly that little breathing room to get the W. But it was at home. I mean, they went, what are they, 28-2 and two now at home? <laughs> yeah, this they're a guaranteed W at home, basically. Yeah, ex- exactly right. Okay, so, uh, yeah, good news all around. Again, that is, there's nothing really significant with the, the the structural damage or the makeup of his shoulder, it's it's just some sort of like I guess they're saying the progress will be like just symptom based and how he's feeling after a week. Come play, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, that's great news for the Sixers. It at least sounds like that come playoff time they will at least have Embiid. Still no idea what's going on with Simmons, yeah. but as long as you can go into the playoffs with one of your stars, you're in less danger of losing in the first round, which would be a disappointment yeah. for the Sixers. I would say the only concernicus I have right now with them. Glenn Robinson says he has no idea what his role is. Yeah, he's been starting, still hasn't made a three since coming to the Sixers. The cork man, he's hitting threes. He's been a vital player for them off the bench, but an acquisition at uh, at the trade deadline, Glenn Robinson, you would like to see a little bit more from him. It just kind of seems like he doesn't really know what's going on yet. And he says he hasn't really been talked to since from Brett Brown about his role. Of course, Brett Brown says, of course we talk to you about your role. Yeah, so he said that is what not is true. That's yeah. what Brett Brown said. He addressed this published report where you said Glenn Robinson maybe uh, was uh, unclear with his defined role. And Brett Brown said he has an important role, and we hope to see more of it. This is a show-me league. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Glenn Robinson, the little dog, only four points, I think, on Thursday night. That's and, right. And, and struggling, you're right. But he did get the start, and, yeah. you know, he – didn't start the first two games there, started the second two games, didn't start the next two games, started last night. But Shake Milton, like you're saying, went five for five from three. If Glenn Robinson starts shooting and making threes, he will play a lot. Yeah. That's exactly what the Sixers got him for, and that's exactly what they need right now. All right, let's keep it going here because there's a lot of fun little headlines. This next one from Pacers.com. Caffeinated Miles Turner, good to the last drop. <laughs> is this news? One of the weirder headlines I've ever thrown at you guys, but uh, is this news? Miles Turner drinking coffee <laughs> and, <laughs> shout out to coffee as he said in the start. literal shout out to coffee <laughs> come me. on the no dogs podcast buddy we shout out anything yeah hold on hold on shout out to coffee uh, unfortunately i'm shouting out to tea right now oh, gotta get man. my throat coat on boo. Boo. <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry guys i like to keep uh keep my caffeine low what do you got well there? it's like i'm like miles turner so i don't have a coffee right now <laughs> i drink it one hour before game time that's mm. what miles turner said he said he found the perfect remedy or the the perfect tonic the perfect antidote to sluggishness one hour before gets you going for the next two and a half hours right yeah was the idea that he was having it a little too early because yeah i think so or something he said and then he was crashing in the second half i believe it yeah yeah it was uh just do what daryl armstrong does and like put it in your water bottle and keep chugging (laughs) wake up and go through the entire game but yeah you know we bring this up because the pacers they they held on to get the win over the blazers last night six point win and miles turner he had you know 10 boards a lot on the offensive end uh and hit some he hit the the game-winning really shot or the back-breaking shot, the dagger, thank you, uh, sort of on a bit of a broken play, got kicked out to him at the top, and he splashed it. He had that crazy one in the corner <laughs> as well, that, that coffee, uh, what is it? Uh, cranking through his sis. <laughs> coffee cranking <laughs> through his sis for sure. Um, and this was coming off the game before against Charlotte where they blew them out. He had a career-high eight blocks and, and again, uh, more rebounds. So the coffee's working. He's energized <laughs> him a little bit here. Well, we talk about Joel Embiid just a second ago, and sometimes he's got his hands on his knees. He's a little sluggish in games. It's tough for big men to keep their energy level up. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough game. In today's out there. game, absolutely, I would say. The yeah. up and down play and, yep. and getting so, down on three point shooters, yeah. Having Miles Turner on our show a couple times back in uh, back in the studio there, I wouldn't think he'd ever have a problem with his energy level. I agree it's, with that. He seemed to be very pretty uppity. Yep. Pretty with it. Uh, but it, yeah, it's a tough game out there. And uh I'm gonna throw one more plug out there. Tangerine is the best flavor. I've, this is the first LaCroix tangerine I've had in a long time. Mm. Quite often I have a LaCroix, crack it, have that first sip. It's fine. But this one, because I haven't had it in a long time, mm, tangerine. Ooh, ooh. It's like, it's like biting into a peel. It's like biting into a rind. You guys, in a good way. In a real good you way. You guys sometimes come over every once in a while, obviously, with the families for like a, like a brunch, right? And I'm always like, going to have, we're going to have, 
you know, some beers there if it's a later day in the afternoon and we're going to have whatever, just straight up orange juice or people will be making mimosas. <laughs> but I got to have a LaCroix and I always struggle. What LaCroix flavor to get? Because we don't really have it in our house all that often. What is the answer, guys? I think lime is lime, the answer. Lime, 100% lime. Is, Li- that, is that what I had? I think that's what I had the last time I think time you we did. did. Yes, okay, yeah, I, I think did. I did go lime. Okay. I can't go lime. wrong with lime. Lime's the one you can't go wrong with. Okay, so, good to know. That's or lo- get the like the 24 case. This is just an, an in general purchase. Oh, they have a variety pack? They have a variety pack, oh. and it's like lime, lemon, Great and a pop of Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Those are the three most common universally universally approved okay. flavors, I would say. Those three. Agree. They're on the yeah. Mount Rushmore of LaCroix flavors. What's okay. the fourth one? Maybe tangerine? tangerine? Throw it up there. Tangerine for me. <laughs> okay, and, and, there's, and there's an orange. Tangerine crushes I disagree. Orange. 100% disagree. What do you got? Orange is better. Orange Get is out of better. here. Get out Sorry, of here. Sorry, Tess. It's so yeah. synthetic. Yeah. No, I find that synthetic. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, wow. What a tangerine tangent we just went on there. Uh, let's get back to the Weren't you glad you asked? Yes, exactly. So, yeah, Turner uh, showing some uh, some fight there because of the caffeine. And uh, Sabonis in this one I thought was awesome, too. Yeah, he was great. 20 points, 11 boards. He was their go-to guy in the fourth quarter. The, and the Pacers, like, they have, like, their, you know, their starting lineup really finally playing all together with a healthy Oladipo back and all these guys. You know, no Jeremy Lamb coming off the bench, but Holiday stepped up in his role. So what did you think? You had five starters, you know, in double figures. Oladipo, I thought, took over there in the third quarter for a little bit. Um, he had maybe one of his best games since coming back this season. Pacers looked all right. I know it's a Blazers team with nobody playing, but... I think that was the huge thing, was that the Blazers didn't have a lot of guys playing, but the Pacers just have quality up and down their lineup. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest Justin Holiday fan. I watched him with the Bulls for a long time, and he's not great, but he's still a, a rotation player, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, if he were on the Blazers, he might be a starter at this point. So the fact that they're able to run out, you know, 10 guys out there who could be playing for basically any team in the league, I think is it wears down other teams. You know, they had six guys in double fit figures, the entire starting lineup. There's just a lot of balance here. And that allows you to win a lot of regular season games. And with Oladipo rounding into shape, if he's able to get close to the level he was at before his injury, uh, that gives them a closer. Though Sabonis is a pretty solid, at least you're getting a good shot when he's touching the ball. Maybe it'll be a pass off to somebody else, or maybe he'll give the old dribble handoff fake and then kind of drop his shoulder to the rim. He's got craftiness in the final in the stretch uh what am i even trying to say crunch time stretch time whatever it is he actually makes good decisions there and i feel like when he touches the ball the pacers are getting a good shot and the pacers only a game and a half out of the the five c where the philadelphia 76ers are and they're going for on that four game road trip uh and victor Oladipo isn't anywhere close to being himself you know he's 26 minutes out there doesn't look like Victor Oladipo quite yet. No, but is he going to look like him at all this year? I hope Even so. Into the playoffs, coming or? down the, the crunch time, the stretch time here in the in the last <laughs> the six <crunch> stretch, <laughs> the last six weeks. Uh, you, I have no idea uh, medically how he's going to feel or just how he's going to feel after that surgery. But you're right; they have their their top five guys. It's unfortunate Jeremy Lamb is yeah. out for the season, but you know those top five guys are going to work together. And we talked about Miles Turner off the top talking coffee. That whole idea, that whole premise beforehand or before this season, that he may not work with Demata Sabonis in the front court, that's gone. They'll be fine. They'll be they'll be great. It the nice defense, especially because Sabonis has worked into himself into being a great offensive player. Turner's that great defensive yeah, player. Yeah, that's the pairing you want. And now the coffee has <laughs> yes. has, has given him the boost to be a good offensive player he needs to be he needs to be better we've all expected him to be a little bit better and now there's a, f- a lot less pressure on him because of the way Sabonis is playing yeah I do look forward to uh the upcoming new NBA TV show stretch time <laughs> I know that's coming uh yeah they have a five game road trip actually the Pacers do uh, they've got the Cavs the Spurs the Bucks the Bulls and the Mavericks uh then they're home for one more and then another one so six of their next seven on the road here uh those five those first five I mentioned you know what would be a good sort of road trip there for you out of that is that a three and two type of thing to you well i mean you got the bulls loss so <laughs> they go three and one in the other games that would be that would be quality okay yeah, yeah. I, that's fair enough three and two i said it yesterday i mean you guys shocked me when you were looking you were telling me about the standings i was surprised how close the pacers are to the to the heat and the sixers ahead of them there and the, tied now those two teams 
for the sport, the fourth spot, which would be home court advantage, of course, in the first round. I can't believe, like, what'd you say? A game and a half back. Mm-hmm. They felt just so much further back to me. Uh, but maybe that was me giving a little too much credit to Miami and Philly mm. and forgetting how much they had fallen off uh, a little bit here. All right, but our- it is a long road trip. Five five games is a lot, but yeah. it's not terrible. Like They have no back-to-backs in this. They're going to Cleveland, not far. They're going to Milwaukee and then to Chicago. Those are close. Yeah. San Antonio and Dallas, those are the farthest you're going. And honestly, that's not too bad. So, I mean, they should at least be able to be competitive in this. It's not like they're logging tons and tons of miles. No, and the other thing is, I mean, of those three teams, or the two teams they're chasing, Miami, Philly, and then Indiana. Indiana's the best road team yeah. of the bunch. I mean, the other two are garbage for being, you know, sort of good teams. So, yeah, we'll see how they do here on this 6-7 uh, coming up on the road outside of Indiana. All right, next one here from the AP. Thunder rally from 19 down to top Kings. Is this news? It's news in the fact that the Kings run for the postseason looks to be dying a death right now. Uh, but I think what's overlooked when we looked at the Kings season, we, we're you know, a lot of people are disappointed. Hey, young team on the precipice of breaking out. They're almost there last year. I think we forget that De'Aaron Fox has been out a third of the season and the other two thirds where he was playing He's been battling injuries, and this is a game that if he's in the lineup, he doesn't play last night against the Thunder, they win. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, because he's that talented. So last year he was ridiculously healthy, and that's why they were on the verge, and he is uh, a very important part. So I'm, when you look back at it, I think we'll just say, hey, De'Aaron Fox, not only the games he missed, but he was, he's was he been banged up while right. he's been playing, Even and he's half been the toughing games it he's out. Even he's played in, yeah, right. And they're back, they're back issues, uh, and it literally just banged up the entire, and he doesn't get a lot of credit for fighting through it. Uh, there's the old, uh, the current adage out there in, in the NBA world, oh, these guys are soft. He's literally fighting through injuries, and he, he's just unable to bring this team across the line. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen this season for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I think I jinxed the Kings last night. I was <laughs> tweeting during the game when they were up like 16, 17, 18. Uh, you know, I said something about like Harry Giles leading them uh, or keeping their playoff hopes alive. <laughs> uh, you love to see it. And then it was like, oh, my God. Then they didn't score for like six straight minutes. Uh, so that might be on me. That's uh, that's my bad, Kings fans. But Because I thought, you know, like when it looked like they were maybe going to get this W, even without Fox, I was like, Ooh, this is this is going to get a little interesting with the way the Grizzlies have been struggling. The Blazers, of course, not having any of their guys. The Pelicans, uh, a lot of people's pick to be in there. But there was a little bit of an opening for the Kings, who I don't think even have that uh, of difficult schedule remaining, or at least one of the easier ones. But uh, you got to win these type of games. You, you, you <laughs> yeah. got to put them uh, put them to sleep. And the Thunder are not easy to put away. I think that was their fifteenth time this season where the Thunder won a game that they were trailing entering the fourth quarter. Uh, they just are the comeback kids, and Chris Paul, again, 9 of 17 in the fourth quarter, 7 in the final, 3.5. He had the the, the, the four-point play. I think he missed the free throw on that foul, though, where Harry Giles, you know, trucked him over. But they just find a way. These Chris guards. Paul has been dominant in stretch time. Did you see that season? pass to Adams? Oh, my goodness, man. That was sick. That was underrated sick. Yeah, and uh, like he hit a fadeaway where, you know, he's a very short guy, and he's got to put so much arc on it. Uh, it's impressive, and, you know... Gallinari was good down stretch yep. time as well. Uh, those are two guys they could have easily traded at uh, or prior to the season or maybe at the trade deadline. They were certainly in the mix, but the Thunder decided we're going to go and try and win a playoff series, and maybe they'll be able to pull it out. You know, they're getting close to the four seed. They're a game and a half behind Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Juicy. Very That's juicy right there. Very juicy. I thought uh, Ghostface Ziller, team, Tom Ziller, had an interesting point. Almost called him Team Ziller because that's his Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, that's why I call him Ghostface Ziller. Um, he had an interesting point about Chris Paul in his email morning blast. Interested to hear your guys' take on it. He wrote, Chris Paul, in a way, sets off a sort of golden age with every franchise he joins. It hasn't resulted in a championship or even an NBA Finals appearance or an MVP. But when you go through it, it's very true, right? With the Hornets, he took a franchise uh, that was just off the loss of Baron Davis to some pretty fierce like playoff series, got them in there. With the Clippers, he teamed up with Blake to end the, like an embarrassing franchise drought for that team and got them close or got them into contention at times. With the Rockets, one game away from basically vanquishing the mighty Warriors, that dynasty. And then now with the Thunder, blowing expectations out of the water and uh, you know knocking on the door, like you said, of home court advantage in the first round. That's pretty, pretty amazing. He's been great. 
And obviously, Chris Paul is an incredible player. And he yeah. just raises the floor of your team because you're going to be competitive every single night. Your team is going to play hard because if not, he's going to yell at you for an entire night. <laughs> right. So you're going to be competitive and you're going to give effort and he's going to make the right plays and he's going to have guys in the right spot. And that's kind of like off-the-court stuff that plays a factor in actually winning games, just being organized as a team and pointing the same direction. I think that's probably exactly why uh, Chris Paul and Houston split. They were not pointing the same direction at the end of his run there, but now in the Thunder, they're all looking to him as a veteran mentor, and he is happy to pass down the knowledge he has to guys like Shea and to uh, Dennis Schroeder. And he's just remade the team basically in his image, and the Thunder haven't missed a step in the course of their franchise history. Pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Shea Gilgis, another another sneaky 20. Yeah, 8 of 15, that's his third game in a row, 20-plus points. I'm telling you, he just gets there by the end of the game. He didn't kill it on the glass or assists or anything like that last night, but big buckets, too. He hit uh, down the stretch in this one, too. Yeah, and it's hard to quantify the Chris Paul effect on guys like Shea Gilgis, yeah. Alexander, and Dennis Schroeder. Um, but... I think it's pretty big, and I come from this perspective because this morning I was looking at all NBA teams and when players achieve their first one because I was looking at Luka Doncic and him being having his 21st birthday today and right. him likely getting to the all-NBA first team this season, which is kind of nuts. He'll be the, the youngest to get there if, if he does. And he's competing with Chris Paul for the first team. Chris Paul got there in his third season, which is – very good mm-hmm. very good uh, and that's what lebron did not a lot of players uh knock that off their list that early and i think he's a little bit underappreciated from the casual fans perspective i think the basketball hierarchy chris ball yeah. yeah i think the the everybody in the basketball world nba players understand this guy is amazing but i think just because he hasn't won and because he's not the most likable player overall yeah and twitter probably just doesn't like him in general and he doesn't go for 30 plus points or anything like that he's not he's not lillard like or something like that i think that for the casual fan that's what gets people very excited when somebody goes for the 30 40 50s it's not chris ball really but he should you know he is definitely one of the best point guards but i just think like when we're one of the best point guards of all time but just when we when we delve into the day-to-day people don't really appreciate how amazing he is but he is uh He's a special dude. Well, it's crazy with watching the Thunder, or even if you just watch their highlights after a win, it, it's uh, it's wild because it's like most of it happens in, in, in down the stretch, in crunch time, stretch time. And uh, it's like it's like a clip of like Chris Paul with a high pick and roll or attacking off a guy and getting to a spot and jumping. Then it flashes to Schroeder doing mm-hmm. it with the ball in his hands and using a pick and roll or getting in there and finding his shot. Then Shea Gilgis Alexander's beating somebody off the dribble. It's like it's very, very wild. It's like they have three, you know, sort of – not, not elite, but really, really good point guards that you can give the ball to and say, go get us a bucket if you can, or make something happen for somebody else. And it helps with Steven yep. Adams being the guy that sets you a giant pick and then is rolling to the rim. It's a, they, are, they are a fun watch, uh, mainly because they are down half the time, then they come scrambling back. And then it feels like every game, game they've played it's is crazy. all in stretch time. It's crazy. I will say, though, Tom Ziller, this is not the golden era for the mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder. They had three guys who won an MVP all on the same team, and they went to the finals. That's the right. golden era. Right. Westbrook I, and Durant. I, I think the idea, yeah. This is a fun era. This yeah. is nice. This is a, uh, a surprising era. Yes, yeah, that's um, exactly right. So it's a silver era. Silver is era. The, okay, fair enough. Is, is a golden era classified as an era which is beyond the good era, like as a, as a sort of a secondary, like the golden years? Is that is that? Whew, that's well, he did say golden age, too. I just want to give him credit here. Not, okay. Not, not so maybe, maybe I think that's where he's coming from. But what would the – you're right. The, the the better era is Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. But they haven't won a playoff series since Katie left. Uh-huh. So, I mean, if they do that with Chris Paul as the lead guy, then I that's uh, the next golden age. <laughs> it's the next one, yeah. yeah. But maybe, maybe he's classifying that era as a different term is what I'm saying. Is it mm. platinum – no, it, <laughs> that, that makes no sense. Yeah, it's a it's shine. No. You make a good point because when you're talking about um, an elderly person, you would say they're in their golden years. But if you're talking about the best time in sometime in the past, like if you're talking like oh the '90s or the golden era for rap, that was when it was the best. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Really makes you that's think. That's why I'm confused. That's, that's yeah. why you got to subscribe to Tom Ziller, guys. <laughs> good morning, it's basketball. What a plug! I'd love to see him rank the Golden Girls. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like when you're talking about the golden era of. The Golden Girls. In golden terms of straight-up sex appeal, though, right? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you can go where you want. I don't think so. Oh. I mean, that's fun, too. Yeah, it is. But We've done that before in a hotel room. We once debated 
the sexiest golden girl. <laughs> or the one you most would like to bed. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. What about the designing women, though? Yeah, see, I, wasn't, I didn't watch enough of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. I never watched the Golden Girls. So. Really? Yeah. I've never seen a single episode. Mm. So well then and then we were and then we were throwing Mona into the mix, right? There was yeah. that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. who's the boss? It was basically Blanche or Mona. Because that's the way they're written. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were the they're, yeah. They're, <laughs> that's the way they're written. <laughs> yeah. That is that is their that is their character. Head of its time, if you ask me. Golden Girls. No, both those characters. Oh. You know, empowered, sexual, older women. Think about it. That was the eighties. That's a good point. And then there's Murphy Brown. Don't get me started. It's amazing. All right. Next headline here. Mavs.com. Yeah, I, I, I took it upon myself to read every team site this morning. Yeah. Okay. Mavs.com. Dwayne Price. He wrote. This is the headline. Chris Tapps Porzingis likes it better while playing the center position. Is this news? Yes. Yes. This is news. You never hear somebody say, I prefer playing center. Anthony Davis hated it. Mm -hmm. Everybody hates playing center when they're really a four, but this does make sense also because Chris Stapps Porzingis, guess what? You're a center, buddy. You're seven foot three. I like to hear it, though. Uh, I like to hear him saying, basically, I get to do more when I'm playing center. I can roll to the hoop or I can pop. And I think that that has been people's criticism of Porzingis. They say, get in the post, get in the post, but... Porzingis says, Rick Carlisle says, and just looking at Porzingis, he's not a post player. He's a skinny guy, but he can still catch lobs, right? Yeah, like yeah. he should be, if he's going to be a center, that's his way to score inside is somebody, Luka Doncic, throw me a noob. Who else is going to be able to go up and get it? And if he's able to uh, commit himself to play in a se- uh, center position where there's going to be a little bit more banging, I'm sure he won't play all center minutes because Maxi Kleber's still around. Boban will still take the really big guys occasionally. It's good to hear. It's good to see a guy actually playing to his strengths yeah everybody wants to do more in life in basketball and so he's given these uh the center minutes the last little run here max kleber has been put to the bench the last little run especially after dwight powell went down they mm-hmm. decided oh, you know kleber is going to get the center minutes but now let's put chris Stapps in there and now he can pick a pop as he said he can pick and roll he's having more fun out there because he gets to do more that being said, mm. you, like you said, uh is going to get some minutes at center. Um, I, I, I think like Anthony Davis, he's going to end games at the five spot, Chris Tapps is. But you have to mix in, uh, you have to mix in some minutes for other guys at center. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just tough on the bod. You know, we've it's you've seen him throughout his career as a as a New York Nick, and, and now as a Dallas Maverick. It's just taxing. Number one. You just got more responsibility on the defensive end. Yeah, you're hitting bigger bodies, and then you're going to be rolling. You're going to be popping. But that's it's a good sign for him that he wants to do more. I'll, I'll, I'll flip it, though. I think Anthony Davis is starting at the power forward spot, ending at the five spot in his games. Chris Tapps, I think he just likes getting involved early, so start him at the five, yeah. then get him a lot of four minutes, then end him at the five, okay. too. Okay. Well, that's, it's working over the last nine games. He's averaging 26.4 points, 10.4 boards, shooting 51% from the field, 38% from three, 86% from the line. He's getting there. And I like this article because he talked about that idea. Like when he was, you right, when he said he was a power forward, it felt like he could just pop because there's just too much congestion down there. Now he can roll. He can mix it up. He gets involved both ways. And he said, quote, I'm trailing all the time now as the big guy. I'm not just running down and staying in the corner or on the perimeter waiting for something to happen. So it's much better like this. I like playing this way much better. That's what I'm more used to. Yeah. So I'm with you, though. You want to find him some spot minutes there, not the entire game, probably the five, but that's what they're going to do. And I forget all the time, the guy's 7'3". Mm-hmm. He is a giant. He is one of the biggest guys, height-wise, in the league. Um, so, yeah, in today's game, I, I think you're fine playing the five. Yeah, and I said, you know, veer him t- towards get playing some minutes at four because I always have the flashback of him tearing his ACL uh, as a New York Nick, and maybe that's just me being dumb, but I just see him buckling to the floor. And so I, I don't – he definitely has to roll a lot more. He definitely has to do more. I don't know. The wear and tear is he's, – he's probably fine. The Mavs medical staff probably have it under control. But they're really, really good when he's out there with Luca. I think it's oh, yeah. uh, it's it's easy to just sort of skim over and see the record and see, oh, this is all Luca. Chris Stapps isn't good. The, sort of the narrative has been Chris Stapps hasn't played to his capabilities. Number one, he's coming off an injury. Number two, they're 22-12, and 12, as Dwayne Price points out, when they both play. Yeah. It's pretty solid. And uh, just a, a note on Luca, as I said, it's his birthday. He's 21 today. 
he was asked by a reporter in Dwayne Price's article, so what does turning 21 years old mean in Slovenia? He said, nothing. <laughs> in my country, you're an adult at 18. Not like you guys here in the USA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm an adult. Oh, he's been playing basketball since he's like 13, 14. Yeah. Professionally, he's been That's making money point. playing basketball. And then Porzingis also says at the end of the article, he's going to bake him a cake. It's <laughs> all <laughs> oh, nice. Which is very, very nice. Very kind, yeah. And yeah, but you are right. They're in Miami tonight. Oh, they're Birthdays gonna, they're will, will be fun. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But you are, I mean, you're right. Like, just at its core, run as many possessions as possible with Porzingis and Luka Doncic. Yeah. Just do that until you're blue in the face. Like, run run that to death. Because those are two, two obviously talented guys, and you want Luka making the decisions to either hit him on the roll or hit him on the pop or shoot at himself or attack. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. So it's nice to see. And uh, this is, they're a funny team, right, I feel like, the Mavs, because we talked about them so much at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and it feels like a good, I don't know, month and a half here. Very quiet. Where we really haven't addressed them. And I know I saw some tweets, uh, I guess it was uh, when we were on Thursday's Daily Show, people were saying, why are you talking about the Mavs? Why are you talking about the Mavs? Especially Porzingis, the way he's playing. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Sort of uh, been ignoring them because they're just hanging around in sort of the same position, so to speak, too, in the Western Conference playoff. Not really going up or down all that much, but here they are, and... Both those guys are healthy. I don't think they're going to be an easy out in the playoffs. No way. I don't think they're going to win a first-round playoff series. Probably, but then again, you never if know. they played the Nuggets, like, I, is that a lock to Denver? I mean, who knows? Oh. That's the exciting thing. We'll be seeing Doncic in the playoffs. How yeah. much can he elevate his game, yeah. right? Because he's been – he was a fringe MVP candidate through the first yeah. two and a half months of the season, I would say. And now he's just settled into he's going to be an all-NBA player, which is incredible at 21 years old. But we haven't seen him do it in the playoffs yet. Maybe he goes for 40 a game. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe that's maybe with a, a shortened rotation and Rick Carlisle saying, hey, we're doing everything we can to win. We're doing a pick and roll every single time. Feel free to shoot it. That'd be cool. And he's getting to the rim a ton and scoring there. He is he's masterful in his role. So, yeah, I can't wait to see him in the postseason. I definitely see an upset. And they probably would have been higher in the standings if Kristaps doesn't get injured. If Luka doesn't get injured. Luka's yeah. missed a bunch of games as yeah. well. You kind of forget about that. And I do want to correct myself because – we got a lot of fact checkers out there. People fact checking me yesterday because we were saying larynx instead of larynx because it was a joke. But some people don't like jokes. Uh, I want to correct myself. I said everybody wants to do more in life and in basketball. It's not true. Some people are just lazy and don't want to do more. So I take it back for all you lazy people out there. You're right. I'm wrong. Well, Thanks for correcting me. Would they have been too lazy to even fact check you on that? Mm. <laughs> well, I think the, the, the go-getters would have been like, hey, I work with a lot of people. They're lazy. Not everybody wants to do more tasks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, more on that end, I would say. All right, our next headline here from CBS Sports. Timberwolves find $25,000 for sitting out a healthy D'Angelo Russell and violating the NBA's resting policy. Is this news? You know, Lee's not here, but I think this would be his take. Well, this is pretty dumb, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) This is the first fine for arresting since 2017. The rules came out in 2017, and now they're finding D'Angelo Russell and the Timberwolves. Come on. Yeah, I guess he was. the violation occurred because he was really listed as a healthy player under the policy for that Sunday road game versus Denver, yeah. Uh, They didn't disclose any sort of injury in wrestling, even though he's had like quad injuries and uh i, I think the athletics uh, john krasinski has said he's had ankle injuries like or issues all year long sat the very first game but, after they traded for him yeah but they listed injury. him as planned rest yeah that's what the wolves did trying to be a little too honest got him in trouble that's what we said a long time ago you got to get better at lying yeah but they put out their statement saying we're trying to get to know his body that's right. Exciting. They said they accepted the <laughs> fine, but noted that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's very exciting indeed. <laughs> well, I think that's that's just it. They're, they're fine for phrasing. They're fine for not putting rest dash anything. Yeah. Rest yeah. dash. Yeah. Uh, Bad his, leg. Yeah, dandruff. Anything. <laughs> they, you could, they wouldn't have been fine if they just added right. a word. And that's the crazy part. I, I think it could have been avoided if the NBA just calls them when they release their injury report and just say, hey, change it. Just, yeah. adjust, just adjust it, and so right, it doesn't right, 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 it, it right. doesn't look bad on you and us because we're gonna feel like we have to find you. And other teams have avoided fines, like Trey said, the the last three years since it's come out by just putting something because people are doing it. Right when p- players are healthy, 
hundred percent. But the, the, time. the, the it's NBA just did not... clarify this like earlier this season too, around yeah. the whole Kawhi Leonard thing in November. They say, hey, hey just to remind everyone about the rules here, mm. uh, there is some sort of rules to what you can put down or why a guy can sit. Because here it is: the resting policy limits teams from sitting healthy players in high-profile, nationally televised game. Sunday's game was on NBA TV. That's high-profile enough, baby. The policy requires that teams rest players only when they're at home, unless there are unusual circumstances. So, again, this was on the road in Denver on NBA TV, and they just put planned rest. But you're right. It sounds like you're saying they could have just given the Wolves probably. They could have either helped them out, like you said, just told like, them. hey, yeah, just change it, yeah. or uh, or just given them a warning. I guess that's sort of the same thing. But I guess you're, uh, what you're saying is a couple months ago they, yeah. did, they did give that warning. They and, did. And so follow the rules. they got to follow up on it. Hey, check the books. I guess so. Check my tweets, as, as Jay Skeets mm. used to say. I used to say that all the time. <laughs> all right, final headline here. One more. Let's slip it in. Yahoo Sports. Kelly Oubre Jr., diagnosed with torn meniscus in his right knee, seeks second opinion. Is this news? Uh, I guess it's news because it seemed like the Suns could maybe be a playoff spoiler down the stretch. I feel like despite the fact that they're on the far periphery of the playoff picture, they're still playing hard and they're still giving teams a run for their money. But Kelly Oubre has been an important part of their success, I think, this season. Uh, You know, they'd won two. They won a couple of games right after the All-Star break. And it could have been they're the team you don't want to happen to see on this night. But if Oubre is actually going to be out, if he actually does have a torn meniscus in this second opinion, uh, proves that as well. They're just losing uh, one of their heart and soul guys. You know, oh, he's out 100%. there. He's just he's really he's given the effort, and I think he invented the Valley Boys. I think he's kind of the architect of that team name. Um, so it's too bad for him. He's had a pretty nice season, yeah. and I don't know. Maybe this new doctor will <laughs> see something that wasn't there. Yeah, Won't I mean, see it's something the, that it's was there. I don't know the severity of like yeah. the tear. Yeah, sure. is he going to be out weeks or is he going to be out just for the rest of the year? Uh, we'll find out. He'll find out from that second doctor, I guess. What's strange is that he was in the most improved player talk earlier this season. Yeah. Looked really good. The Suns gave him a, got a really good trade when they traded Trevor Ariza for Kelly Oubre. Gave him a nice role. And then trade rumors happened around Kelly Oubre. It, it made no sense to me from the outside. Mm-hmm. And I think there are legitimate trade rumors because there were some murmurs that they aren't happy with Kelly Oubre. Maybe he's just a little too extra. <laughs> uh, and I, I legitimately think that's part of it. Why would you trade a guy? I know they didn't trade him, but I think these rumors were legitimate because these were circulating. Why would you trade a guy who's in the most improved talk? Who You, you, you don't hit home runs, Josh Jackson. Dragon Bender, etc., on your young players, mm-hmm. and you, it looks like you banged one off the wall at the very least. That's a, yeah. it looks like a great move, and his contract I, even isn't. I mean, what is he, two years, thirty million, right? Yeah, so he's got fifteen more next season, oh, and then that's great. It's amazing, uh, but that's why I'm I'm a little perplexed with the whole situation. Maybe they do want to move him. Maybe this is a bad omen for them because he's going to be out the rest of the year, and maybe you can't trade him in the off season. But maybe you can. But I just find it. I find the whole thing sort of strange. I'm not in the locker room, so I don't really know. But mm. I, th- I, I don't know if he's part of their future, which is sad. Maybe he can turn around. Maybe he can be less extra if that's what it is. Maybe he's... Hopefully it's not none of that at all. You're right, because I thought he was the heart and soul of the team when he plays out there. The Wave Poppy, the Tsunami Poppy. Tsunami Poppy. I look, the, the Suns have had a rough year when it's come to injuries, especially just with the timing of all these guys, because they need everybody playing to be sort of a, a fringe playoff team. But Kaminsky, remember, he was playing really well. Oh, yeah, he was. You were all in on Frank Kaminsky there for a, for a hot second. The gardens have shriveled. Yeah, that's I right. I regret to inform you. Well, he missed like, yeah, well, he's ne- nearly 30 games with a, mm-hmm. his injured knee and then Aaron Baines he started the year on fire he eventually broke down and he's missed over 20 games Cameron Johnson missed time Ricky Rubio's missed time uh Saric has missed time DeAndre Eaton has missed time on top of the 25 game suspension uh, at the start of the year so it's a bummer of year and uh, just another one for Phoenix Suns fans and and they were in the mix still even for a playoff spot so I, but this doesn't help I, I, you know he was an important piece to their team uh, like you said either to be a spoiler or to somehow even get in there um, can't see that happening now with, with uh, no Kelly Oubre. But it's not overall looking back at the season I think it's a, an improvement that over last year it's definitely an improvement yeah. and I think just perception they are basically have the same record as the, as the Sacramento Kings they're basically in the same spot mm-hmm. in terms of the standings but King season 
kind of kind of a bummer. Yeah. And uh, the Sun season, at least they're on the rise. Yes, that's right. Well, what we said at the start of the year, 30 wins would be a very, very good year for the Sun. Still in the mix. It's still in play. They're going to win 40. Well, they're right now they're at 40 percent of their games they've won, which would be the first time since 2015. Yeah. So this season already a success, if you ask me. And Devin Booker was an all star in the end. That is this news. Before we move on, I want to take a moment to tell you more about the great things going on at The Athletic. The Athletic is home to 400 of the best sports writers out there, covering every major team in every major league in the US, Canada, and the United Kingdom. Football or soccer, whatever you call it, it doesn't matter. Either way, it's the beautiful game, and it's beautiful to read about when it comes from Oliver Kay. Oliver has been covering English and European football for over two decades, and now he does his article once a week for The Athletic. So if you want to know more about the game and its leagues, read Oliver on Tuesdays on The Athletic. Simply put, we have the best sports newsroom on the planet. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can see for yourself by signing up for a free trial. Head to theathletic.com slash nodunks to save 40% on an annual subscription. That works out to 3 bucks a month for total access to some of the best sports coverage in the world. What are you waiting for? That's theathletic.com slash nodunks to save 40%. I call it swift kicky. Swift kicky. Okay. Okay, I think there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. When I went through the nominees, when I asked out there on the tweets what people thought Worst of the Week should be this week, it got a lot of the same sort of topics that we talk, I've already talked about. The right. 76ers, again, the Miami Heat 2-5 and five since Andre Iguodala has been traded over. Utah Jazz have lost four straight. Mm-hmm. Malik Monk suspended yep. for an indefinite period of time because he violated the anti-drug policy indefinite that's bad news uh the organization doesn't know how bad it is so we'll we'll, we'll wait on that patrick patterson who instagrammed about having to play a rescheduled game oh uh, lee went off on that yeah, right great. so we've gone through all of them so i decided you know what let's make it a best of the week instead okay ladies and gentlemen the best of the week And the best of the week is, it's Jason Doyle. It's JD for getting us daily on YouTube. You said it at the beginning, Skeets, but I thought, why why not do it twice? Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, Because it is a heck of an accomplishment and because I wanted to turn the camera around on JD. JD, you got to switch it to yourself now (laughs) because because I'm forcing you to be on camera. This is not only our producer, now our tech director, our lighting director. Uh He was operating all the cameras. He's the crew. Mm -hmm. Cleans up up after we're all sent done. He does it it all. And see, you found the best of the week, Sting. You did it on the fly. This is is why. I've sort of, uh, I don't know why, just today I really noticed, uh, maybe I just have a better sight line here t- this morning, but you are, you're changing the cameras yes. on the fly with your left hand yes. while obviously worrying about all the audio and everything yeah. sort of with your right hand. Is That's that right. Is that right? Yeah. That is exactly right. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people yeah. are like, they're seeing it on YouTube and they're going, uh, hey, is he, is he editing all this after the fact? No, oh. you're, you're doing it live. We're doing it live. Technical director, you see that big board. If you've ever seen a control room with all the buttons, there's JD <laughs> with a slightly smaller it's board. slightly smaller. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But making it all happen, yeah, we'll have our daily show up on YouTube and hope to have those uh, the extra shows up there as well. Yeah. We're, doing, we're doing seven shows a yeah. week. We didn't get Mailbag up no. on there this week, but we will no. have an extra show on Saturday for you. Ooh. We will. That's true. But it's baby steps. That's right. Get the daily show up first and then eventually everything. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot. That's and, a lot and, up on YouTube. And here's the thing. it's it, For everybody listening, it's going to go up later on YouTube than it goes up on you know Apple and Spotify and the Athletic mm-hmm. app and all that. I mean, it's it's video. It's uh, You got to do some editing and rendering and uploading, and that just takes time. Exactly. Right. So it's going to go up later. So if you really got, if you're jonesing for no dunks right away, <laughs> jonesing, that's pretty cool. <laughs> nice, that. nice throwback. Um, yeah, nice throwback, super throwback. <laughs> uh, then you'll want to listen to it, but it will eventually get there in the video. That's exactly right. But a throwback to our days with the starters. It's up earlier than the starters television show. Ooh, it's true. It's a hell of a point we don't to have to wait. Well we don't have to wait. Don't have to wait for live television. 
Yeah, uh, you're killing it, JD. Thanks. I feel good because I was on worst of the week a couple of weeks ago. When was that? Because mm. <laughs> uh, I messed up. So because you weren't listening to a show. That's frankly. right. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. But now people understand why you're not listening to a show. You got. I have an to excuse do. this time. But actually, you actually have to listen more intently. I do. Yeah. yeah. It's Locked a bit of a bummer. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I was thinking that you can't really tune us out now no. and just start reading about the latest Marvel movie mm, coming no. out anymore. Well, it's, a, it's kind of a dry spell for Marvel movies. Oh, okay. Right now. Had to so launch video. Perfect it's, timing. Yeah, before you'd be able to just walk out of the room occasionally. You, you'd take a little stroll out Sometimes. of the room if you had to go to the bathroom yeah. or something, but now you don't want to see you walking by a camera. Exactly. I'm trapped back here. Yeah. Uh, and thanks to uh, Sam you know, know who uh, made that suggestion to give JD oh, the best of the week. JD, best of the week. I love it. All right, JD, well, you're still up here. Let's fire the pun gun. It's pun gun tap. Well, guys, my legs are killing me because it was leg day at the gym yesterday, <laughs> which made me think about our workout reg regimes. Trey, Tass, you're into yoga. Phil, I mean Skeets, yeah. you, uh, you run far and often. <laughs> uh, and I'm into small group training, plus the occasional Orange Theory. And uh, Lily's still doing his bar three. So anyways, let's hear some NBA exercise puns like Plankston Galloway. <laughs> Yoga Feral. Oh, that's a good, good one. Good start. Uh, Tim Runkin. <laughs> Tim, who's that? Runkin. But who's that? Duncan. Oh, Duncan. Oh, oh, Trajan Lunsden. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, how about uh, Sam Bench Presty? Oh, nice one. What about Trajan Legden? Sure. Yeah. John Walsitz. <laughs> good. <laughs> nice. Uh, Orange Theory Henri. Wrong sport. Uh, I got a wrong sport. Mark Sprints. <laughs> I'll take it back to the right sport. Uh, Bend Gordon. Nice. <laughs> nice one. Uh, not a player, but Roe Parrish. <laughs> <laughs> How about Trey Flyles? Fly oh, Fly yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Lats. Lats. <laughs> lats. Uh, Let me know a lats one. Just set us with a lats one. Lats. Latissimus no. Joey Dorsi. There you go. Oh, wow. Whoa. Boom. Well Weird said. one. All right. Yeah, tough. Tough stuff there. Yeah. Um, it's the uh, Olympic qualifying trials for the marathon, U.S. Olympic qualifying yeah, trials. I this heard. weekend in Atlanta, guys, on Saturday. I mean, I'm just going to recommend if you're in the Atlanta area, you go check it out. There is a, it's something pretty cool to see elite marathon runners. Where is it? What do you like mean? Like all over the city? Well, they, they actually have a loop course. Huh? It's um, They do like the, I think maybe like an eight-mile stretch a couple times or a seven-mile stretch a couple times, and then it finishes differently. But it's uh, it's on Peachtree for a good chunk of it, and then uh, in the downtown core, ending at sort of the Olympic ring, Rings area down there. Damn. How yeah. It's a, uh, it's what? What do you mean? It's a full, it's a full? Full marathon. Marathon maker. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were sending. Wow. That's <laughs> a full? It's a full? Not a half? Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, 26.2 miles. But uh, I say it's one of the most underrated things in all of sports. I think people do not realize how cool it is to see like a pack of elite runners running 26.2 miles at the speed they're running. You got to see it up close. Like going to a basketball game. I mean, the closer you sit at a basketball game, you're like, damn, these guys are fast. You know what I'd be disappointed in if I was making my way out there? Because I am thinking about going to see it. You'd be, would you be sort of back behind too many people? Um, or do you got a nice view of those of those seats. feats? I think you, I think you'll be the, obviously the course is large enough, uh, and I don't know how many people are coming out to watch it. Yeah, no, you're gonna get oh, a good got, spot. Oh, you're, okay. You're, yeah. I was just wondering where you where you're going. Hey, if you're interested, I might go to the Georgia Beer Garden because the, it will be on TV as well. Like it's broadcast. I mean, it's a big deal. They're like whoever the uh, for men and women. I think it's the top three are. Whoever wins the races, one, two, three, finish one, two, three, are going to the Olympics. They're literally the if marathon makers of the Olympics. That's right. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, it's, I'm, I might be going there. It's top three, okay. It's a, if there it's is a late start, too. If there is an Olympics. If there is an Olympics, that's right. exactly right. Um, but it's a late start, because I thought in my head, oh, man, it's going to be, if I want to watch this, so you got to be up at seven Morning, or eight. Yeah. Marathons start obviously early, usually for temperature reasons. They start at, uh, I want to say, 11 or 12. Saturday. Brewskies. Saturday. Saturday. Okay. And then Sunday's the 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 event for everybody. You know, there's a marathon on on Sunday, the Publix mm. marathon, the, the one marathon. that Matty O, yeah, Matty O no. ran. 
was that last year? <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Two years ago. Last year? I don't know. Whew, I can't well, remember. We had the signs out there. We said complainted area this way. <laughs> that was our, uh, our sign. Matt Jeff Foster. And, hmm. He's an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> Work, he works out. Yeah. But, okay. Anyway. <laughs> he works out. <laughs> Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Uh. All right. Tweet of the Night. I'm going to give it to Josh Lewenberg. You guys, I'm sure, uh, follow him. Raptors beat reporter. He tweeted yesterday, Raptors head coach and part-time rock star Nick Nurse told a bunch of us that he'll be in studio with the Arkells for a rehearsal today. They're working on four songs together. You'll recall Nurse played the guitar with them at one of their shows over the summer. That's Tweet of the Night. <laughs> Nick Nurse. He is, like, really leaning into this. He's yeah, I mean, he is known a... as the guitar-playing basketball coach. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. He's going to be, uh, I guess, working on some songs with the Arkells. Yeah, I'll see a clip. Yeah, I'd gladly see a clip of this. You're not a giant Arkells fan? I don't know. Are they live streaming all their shows? Mm. That's the question. I'm not sure. I think they're about to announce they're going on tour soon. They're actually a fairly big, I would say, big Canadian rock band. Yeah. Yeah, right? I think so. I don't think that's a stretch. No. Um, they're Hamilton, if I recall. They're from the Hammer. Ooh, the Hammer. I think so. I think so. Okay. Anyway, that's uh, that's the tweet. <laughs> Sometimes tweets just uh, pretty self-explanatory. Yep. Nick Nurse plays the guitar. I'm a little worried. Matty O's uh, scheduling a return to Atlanta. And uh, yes, we'll hopefully get something done with Matty O. I know there's a lot of people tweeting in. What's going on with Matty O? Can we get a special like complainted area mm-hmm. section? Just an update on him. Let's just wait until Matty O can get in studio and hopefully we can make something happen. But I'm worried because you know he gave me his guitar. And I haven't picked it up yet. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm like petrified. He might even stay with us for crying out loud. And he's like, he's going to be like, I gave you this and you haven't even touched it. There's still time. I know. There's I, still I, time. I told Nora last night, I really got to start at least one or two lessons. Learn how to play Seven Nation Army. It's the easiest song to learn how to play. He'll know what it is. Yeah, okay. And you will have learned one song. You can learn it in two weeks easily. Okay. okay. That's more of a bass song, no? Jack White doesn't play a bass, JD. I know, but. It's an octave pedal. You can learn. You can learn the. Dum, dum, Wait, dum, he, dum, he does dum, the octaves dum, on a pedal. Like he's not even actually playing the octaves. He's playing a guitar. Yeah, he's I know. Playing but... a standard guitar, but he has an octave pedal. He hits it, drops it down. Sometimes oh, one octave, sometimes two I... octaves. Wait, wait, wait. Do I need an octave pedal? Nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Just learn "Smoke on the Water." Also great. Okay, okay. I'll learn one song so I can play Matt. I'll actually, if he stays in that room, I'll play it for him to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very easy to fall asleep to smoke on the water. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, let me play you a hard rock song real quick. It'll calm you down. But it's not like he gave you his only guitar. No, I, he's got I other think guitars. He had two. Yeah, he may have had three. Yeah, and he gave me one for sure. And uh, he travels with his, just like Nick Nurse, right? Like he'll, he'll when he comes to Atlanta, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he'll have it on his back. Yeah, he'll have beat headphones on. He'll have it slung over his back. <laughs> yeah, probably. He'll, he'll try and squeeze it into the overhead compartment on the plane. <laughs> I hate when I see guitars on over. It's like, <laughs> it's, oh, is this the complaint in there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. guitars on an airplane. I'm glad. I'm glad you love your instrument. It's just, it's just a tough fit, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is. It's tough. Just it's, get a hard shell case and check that thing. Yeah, check right, it. Right. You got to check it. Anything <laughs> awkward or obscurely shaped. Check it. Get it out of or, the overhead. Or, or, to bring it full circle here, put all the seats in the middle of the plane oh, and have little hangers that you can hang your uh, guitar on on the side of the oh, plane. Oh, wow. On yeah. the wall. Little coat racks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just an idea. Just an idea. All right. Pick them results from Thursday night. It was the Lakers-Warriors game. We decided this was our uh, final game for February because it's already over. It's already a wrap. I will be paying off February's pick em loss. Uh, there's talk of us doing this, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Licorice attack on me? <laughs> licorice whip. Licorice whip? Yeah. Uh, did you buy the uh, the footlong uh, Twizzlers? I haven't ordered the 16-inchers yet, but somebody on Twitter recommended the Nerds Rope Twizzlers, which that seems a little bit too intense to me. It's got oh like, like nerds on the outside. It'll be like a cat of nine tails whip for oh, you. Okay, well, okay, we might be doing that if you've got a suggestion still. I will be paying it off. Don't worry, we'll get to that in early March. But anyway... We, we picked the game just for the hell of it because you guys had a three-way tie going. 
Well, I'm happy to report Trey wins the month of February. Nine and six. You had the Lakers to cover. I did as well, so I finally got a rare win. Um, and they blew them out. They blew out the Warriors in the second half. Anthony Davis did play. Tasson Lee took the L, but still, positive records for February. Eight and seven. I was four and 11. Ooh, ooh, that, that, that hurts. But uh, yeah, we'll pay hang it off. We'll pay it off soon. Well, uh, we had mentioned... LeBron sitting out, Draymond Green maybe won't play. He decided in the second quarter, yeah, yeah I'm out of here. I'm getting ejected. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins has back spasms. He didn't play. Yeah. Rough night for the Warriors. Yeah. Lose by, what, they scored 86? Yeah. 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 And it was a two-point game at the half, I think. Yeah, it was close yeah. for a little. I did not stay up to watch that game. No. I was, that was a highlight watcher this morning. That's yeah. why we didn't really talk about it. And that's why the that NBA money. finds teams or finds players d'angelo russell you're sitting out against the warriors or no he said against the nuggets but just play or else people are going to bed i'm surprised that draymond green hasn't done this more often this year although i know he does have a ton of texts i think i think he's uh creeping up on the uh, possible one game suspension too just like russell westbrook mm-hmm. i mean he went off did you see the incident that really fired him up no, I didn't. oh man oh you're right he fell to the ground with uh with Dwight Howard, he was mm-hmm. upset with the, the call on him, and then not long after, he tri- he falls again with Dwight Howard, and then he sort of trips Dwight Howard. Oh my God! He's like was- I don't want this guy falling on me again. I'm out of here. I just thought he would be more games this year with no Curry and Clay that he would just he'd be like, I don't want to play tonight. I'm just getting tossed. You're right though. 14 texts there it is. tied with Russell Westbrook in right. five fewer games. All right, so uh, we'll start it up again in March. The pick'em when we come back on Monday. Let's end this bad boy with some rapid-fire fun. This week, ESPN staff writer Malika Andrews posted an article on the origins of Serge Ibaka's ridiculously large custom-made scarf he wore right before he went off against the Pacers earlier this month. The biggest takeaway of this article is that Serge never expected it to go viral. I didn't expect that, he said. It surprised me to see it take off. What clothing item in your repertoire would you like to see go viral, Trey? I'd like to be known as the man who brought the puka shell necklace back. You know, I've been wearing one basically since Christmas. We've got a couple of months until the weather really starts getting warm when it's really puka season, so I'd like to see the people out there dig up their old puka shell necklaces and send them to me. Hashtag it. Hashtag puka shell summer. We're all wearing them this year. Puka summer. Puka summer. Talk to Luka Doncic about a puka. Oh, man, yeah. Like, I mean, that's a guaranteed Photoshop right there. Yeah. Puka Doncic, you know, just throw one on his neck. You rock it well, but your only problem is your beard is so big yeah. that it does cover your, your puka shells sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what can you say? Uh, apparently, though, the CDC is recommending men shave their beards. Oh, my God. Wow. Are you guys taking yours off? Hey, hey, I'll take mine off if you guys take yours off. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, I'm losing the defining feature of my head for the past mm. six years. But on the other hand, you can see my puka shell necklace. That's a lot true. <laughs> I got a lot of V-necks that you never see. It'll be great. Skeets. Uh, well, I wore it. Uh, I would like this uh, Otters shirt oh, yeah. from the 80s um, that was acquired in Alaska from my buddy Grish. I, I think I've talked about this before. I wanted a clothing draft. From Grish. She wore this when he was like nine years old and it fits me. It's actually a little big on me. Um, but I would like it to go viral because there's a there's a specific Twitter account called The Daily Otter that I follow. It has over 50,000 Twitter followers. And uh, I would like for this shirt to make it on there. That to me would be going viral in the otter world. So I'm going to take a photo today. Great. Tag them. See if they'll retweet it. Yeah. And uh, watch my follower numbers just rise, 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 rise. I was happy to see this shirt when you took off your sweatshirt today. Yeah. It's been yeah, a while since you People like this shirt. It's got like a bit of a... Um, you know, just a well, bacon. Yeah, a little bit of a bacon neck because the shirt's like 30 years old. So it's actually in pretty good shape. Holy God, pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I love this shirt too. So I don't have a lot of... Uh, well, is this teal? Sure. Yeah, Chartreuse, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. See, podcast listeners, jump on YouTube. Yeah, you're <laughs> missing this a beautiful shirt. shirt right now. And I love otters. I'm a big otter fan. <laughs> they're great. Yeah, they're, they're great. Cute. They're just so playful and uh, they, they look happy. Yeah, they're they're uh, you know, they're charismatic too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a personality. It feels like yeah. it feels like every yeah. otter is a little different. <laughs> and that's what I love about them. I don't true. buy it. No? They're not dolphins. Yeah. 
No, Dolphins are definitely. No, you're right. Tassie. And sexual. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, Lee Ellis was supposed to be answering these questions, oh, so right, he's, right. he sent me his answers. So <laughs> great. I will read them as, okay. a, as if I was Lee Ellis. Oh, okay. What was the question? <laughs> the question is, what clothing item in your repertoire would you like to see go viral? Has to be one of my shirts from... AK Threats Clothing. <laughs> Man. Dot com. That's, that's right. For shirts that are focused on comfort, quality, and making a difference, try AK Threats Clothing. Dot com. Your Aussie accent is amazing to me. I, yeah, I, it's so weird. It is weird. I, I thought I had it before the show. I did a little bit of homework, but then I lose it. Mm. All right. It's a tough one. <laughs> this one sent in from Ryan Field. Hey, no dunkers. Been a fan of your you guys since the early starters days. Yesterday, I turned, I tuned into the video version of the show, and while it was nice to, it was a nice change of pace. I must confess myself disappointed. Oh. For some reason, I pictured you guys in a lavish studio furnished with retired jerseys. And top-of-the-line boom mics. Our boom mics are not bad. Yeah, good booms. Look yeah. at the art we have up in this room, too. I know. Awesome. Suck milk, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, what's something you pictured being awesome that turned out slightly disappointing? Trey. Did you guys ever see the movie Cowboys and Aliens? Yes. I went on opening night. What? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Very weird. I mean, Cowboys, good. Aliens, yep. good. Yep. Fighting each other? Yeah. Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig? Should have been all right, but it was just average. It was fine. I think it's got 45 on Rotten Tomatoes, 50 on Metacritic. Seems fine. Directed by Jon Favreau. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Went on to big things. Yes, he did. (laughs) Skeets. Uh, The Alamo. (laughs) I thought the Alamo, I mean, being Canadian, I had heard of the Alamo. I knew it was the shrine of Texas Liberty. Mm -hmm. It sounds cool. It sounds like it could be awesome. Uh, and then you go and see it. It's a tiny ass building. It's way smaller than you think, and it's like just a classic tourist trap too. Oh, now, yeah. I mean, now not that uh, most things like that are, but it was disappointing. I was sort of excited to see it. I would even throw in there, and I, and I love San Antonio. I had a lot of fun in San Antonio. The people were great, but even the Riverwalk too. I mean, that was like what? This is it? <laughs> I want a bigger river? I just couldn't believe that this was like the big deal. It's uh, so both those things. Unfortunately, sorry, sorry, San Antonio, oh, but uh, I was disappointed in the Alamo. Wow. Yeah, and it would be nice if the uh, the water in the Riverwalk was a little bit closer to the color of your shirt. <laughs> but sure. it's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be an improvement to the Riverwalk. Otters just swimming on down Ooh, there. Yeah. Hell yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Get Very charismatic. Put the put otters in the Alamo too. Dress them up a little <laughs> Why bit. Not? Why not? Why not? Sure. <laughs> Free idea. Tess. Pretty much any Quentin Tarantino movie after Pulp Fiction, after Pulp Fiction, except for Inglorious Bastards. You know, this is... (laughs) Yeah, I missed that. Bastards. Why why I did that, I don't know. Yeah, this is a real wuss move on Lee's part. Because I can't yell at him in person. You'd go crazy. Oh, my God. And he's... he's, uh, We know he says, AK Threats Clothing, dot com. Yeah. A a lot, but he's also done this Inglorious Bastards thing. (laughs) Part of it, this part of the answer, anyways, yeah. a few weeks ago. <laughs> Why not? Well, yeah. yeah, that'll do. That'll do indeed. It feels like some of our little quirks and idiosyncrasies are starting to appear in popular culture more often, particularly on Curb Your Enthusiasm this season. We've seen topics like airplane weight distribution, bags of beans, and even the infamous Leapy. Coincidence? Probably. What's the next No Dunks peculiarity you'd like to see featured on Curb Trey? Still haven't heard back from Jeff Garland yet about his appearance, so we'll have to hold out hope for that. But I would love to see an episode where Leon installs an ATM in Larry's house. (laughs) So good. That sounds like an an episode, right? Larry gets so mad that he has to stock the money. Yeah. But then Leon tries (laughs) to take the fees. Why do you get the fees? Yeah. It's my ATM. I get the fees, Larry. It's my money. That's good. It's perfect. I love oh my it. god, I can see yeah, it. It's really good. Uh, well, I it's- think this one works too. Try and tell me uh, Lee's trapped wind <laughs> incident uh, couldn't be a curb yeah. episode. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the you know the backbone of a curb episode. You can literally hear. I can hear near the end of the episode, Larry screaming, "Doctor's orders! It's doctor's <laughs> orders!" 
So, and then I think you fold that into the mysterious Vegas uh, van fart Ooh, the van that van. we've had. There's something all there. There's a there's a curb episode there. We gotta write the spec. Absolutely. Tess. JD. I mean, I, yeah, JD <laughs> is my answer. That's hmm. my answer. I would love to see him make a cameo on Curb. Oh, okay. I can see a scene with Larry idling his car, waiting for someone, and JD oh, walks oh, past and oh, unloads yeah. on him for doing so. Damn. Yeah, pretty accurate. That's yeah. good. That's a good answer. Just, we just came up with three new Curb episodes. I wouldn't even have to act. <laughs> great. That's great. All right, that is rapid fire. That's hopefully another classic edition of The Drop. You tell us. You tell us. Subscribe to the podcast, guys. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, we slipped it in there. We will have a brand new episode dropping this weekend of Squad. Remember Squad, where we draft okay. things, debate yeah. our drafts, try and build the best teams we can. Always a lot of fun. We haven't done one in a long, long time, I think, since the holiday season. So we'll have a brand new episode of Squad. And actually, Lee will be on that one because we recorded that yesterday. It'll drop on the weekend. So, again, just make sure you're subscribed to the show, and you'll get that automatically. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, when it comes to Neapolitan ice cream, Lee Ellis is the only person in the world who eats the strawberry flavor first. <laughs> Embrace the weekend, people. You could stay.